And welcome back to the Season of Sam podcast. It's been a minute. It's yeah. been about over a month here. Sam Darnold, Yogi Roth here. Thanks for listening, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Sam, back in the chair, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good to finally be back. It's I feel like I haven't done one of these in forever, but uh, you know, had a, had a good little run uh, since we've been gone. You know, we we won the Pac-12 championship and couldn't be more proud of a great group of se- group of seniors who have put together a great season, and obviously the coaching staff for leading us along the way and uh, putting in great uh, game plans. Yeah, you know, what What a run indeed. Like, I, I was at the Pac-12 title. We had a chance to talk uh, after the game on the Pac-12 networks. But I'm curious for you, what, when you look back, you guys didn't have a bye. You basically went 17 straight weeks when you added in training camp. What was it like to, to culminate with the championship? Yeah, it's, uh, it's something special and a uh, conversation that me and Coach Tyson had, actually. Um, it, well, it's sad to, you know, see him gone, obviously, but a conversation that we had in the beginning of the season was, you know, no matter if we lose or if we win, um, you know, for for me personally, with my beliefs, God always has a plan, and I firmly believe that, um, and I think that going into the season, um, I just prepare as hard as I can, prepare every single game like it's my last, um, but I know that no matter what happens, it happens for a reason. And if we lose a certain game like we did Washington State and Notre Dame, uh, we just got to bounce back. And we got to put it behind us, learn from it, and just bounce back. And I think that's what we've done over the past two seasons under Coach Clay Helton. And I think it really is because of him. Um, kind of just instilling an attitude in us to, you know, kind of allow ourselves to think um, more positively and not not, you know, not sulk in, you know, defeat, but more learn from it. And I think that's one thing that Coach Clay has done a great job of building in terms of when we talk about culture um, amongst the team. So I'm just really proud of what what we've done this year. And to to end it on such a high note, winning the Pac-12 championship, which we haven't done here in a good decade, it was was awesome to be able to kind of go out that way for a great senior group. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I was on the staff last time you guys won a Pac-10 title. And I, when I heard, heard that. It's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. That, and I'm old now, <clears throat> Sam. Uh, but I'm curious. I want to stay on that that topic because I think listeners will really enjoy it. When you set out the goal for the season, right, you're with Tyson, you're with Clay, you're with T, your offense, and everybody knows what's coming down the pipe all the games in a row. Was it harder or was it easier than, than you thought to have to focus at the level that's expected week in and week out? Yeah, it's, it's obviously hard to be able to maintain such a great focus week in and week out. You know, the seasons it's a grind, and we, we've talked about that a lot. But, you know, going into it, I didn't, I didn't really think much of not having a bye. I thought it would be more fun because, it's, you know, it's just another game every single weekend. And I think me loving football so much, I, I look forward to those games. Um, but going through the season, I didn't actually realize how hard it was going to be. But at the same time, when you prepare one week at a time, like we really do here, uh, it makes it a lot easier having that mindset because it's just another game. And you prepare the same, you know, we have the same schedule every single week, every single day, um, no matter no matter who we play. So with with that mindset, it's it's pretty easy to get locked in and, um, not really focus on, oh, we're playing 12 games straight. I mean, yeah, your body kind of feels it after after a while, but um, I think just like I said before with Coach Clay and instilling such a great positive mindset for our team, it was um, 
you know, it was a grind, but it was it was easier than than I thought. Um, as you know, we kind of entered into the middle middle of the season there. What did you do <clears throat> when you finally had a couple days off? Uh, I just relaxed. Uh, I just kind of took my mind off of football. I was able to go to the beach for a little bit, uh, spend some good time with my family and my friends. And I think that's that's really what it's about when when we get time off from the game because. Um, you know, I love the game, don't get me wrong, but it's nice to be able to get a break sometimes. Um, right. Yeah. All right, so this is the episode number 14 on this podcast. I'm curious when you think back. I mean, it seems like we started this thing with Trent Dilfer. It was years ago, yeah. right? And it yeah. was just the beginning of the season and Clay Helton and Colin Coward and Pete Carroll and Justin Turner and Lou Robitaille. I mean, the list went on and on and on. Sam Hunt, Matt Liner, Jordan Palmer, and we finished off with Dr. Michael Gervais. You were so unique. I got to watch you. You were in the moment in all those interviews. And I'm curious, were you able to add some things that you learned from them to your toolbox amid a season where you didn't get to take a minute and even decompress and let things sink in? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I I don't want to pull anything specific from anyone. I mean, there's there's so many great um, little tools that I've been able to use um, and that I've been able to read over and you know, re-listen to these podcasts and be able to learn from. So um, nothing really specific, but I think just when I look at every single every single person that we've interviewed together, it's um, every, every single person who's been successful, and uh, they all have, I think, one common denominator, and that's um, the ability to have fun in their profession but also remain hungry and never settle for what they have right now. Um, and I think that that kind of ties back to what Coach Carroll said to your team when I think you guys won the national championship or it might have been after you lost, I don't remember, but um, he was like, now we know what it takes to get here. And that's the, that's the main goal. And I think um, just those little tips and um, reminders never to be satisfied with, with what, where I am in life or how many, you know, or what successes might come my way um, or failures to just continue to move forward and uh, try my best and no matter what it is. Yeah, that's, that's very well said. You know, you're a communication major. You obviously love movies. We've talked about that on this podcast. <laughs> Every great film, right, whether it's Star Wars or whether it's the highlight film of the USC season has an arc, right? And I think that when I look back on these episodes, each conversation added to your arc. You know, it was Trent, like, dealing with not playing basketball anymore. It was Coach Carroll and, of course, what it's like at the next level. It was Leinart and, like, make sure you have a blast. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought they all applied to you in a unique way. And, and I want to dive in. You're such a team guy and a deflect guy. But I want to dive in on you for a minute. Because those conversations were built so they were directly impacting you, what was this year like? Because you came into the season with expectations that college football hasn't seen in a while, let alone yourself and your entire life. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting, too, when we look at kind of the arc of the podcast, I guess, and um, all that kind of stuff. It was awesome to be able to end it with Dr. Michael Gervais um, because I feel like he just went deeper than anyone's ever been on this podcast, and it was awesome to be able to end it with him uh, because we just talked about, you know, just sports psychology and just the mind in general, and I think um, that was a pretty good ending to how the podcast went. Um but yeah, this year, you know, it's it's been you know there have there have been ups and downs, and obviously before the season even started, people had 
expectations that were um, that were kind of mind-boggling for me personally. But um, it was awesome to be able to, before the season even started, I had conversations with Deshaun Watson, who went through literally the same exact thing um, before the season that I did two years ago. So um, it was awesome to be able to talk to him and have conversations with him. And um, I think that's kind of the most important thing about life is just being able to share experiences. And I think that's kind of what this podcast has been about. It's just been about interviewing great people who have been through different experiences and have all fi- have all found success, but they found success in different ways. And I think that was the um, interesting thing that I found out about every single podcast and every single person that we interviewed together. So um, it was awesome to be able to just taking what what everyone's different path was and how they got there. And um, I, I just think that's really interesting that there's not one way to get to success. You know, you, you can do it in your own way. Anything specific <clears throat> that Deshaun told you that you leaned on this year? Um, I think one thing that I talked to him about and um, I talk with Jordan about sometimes is goal setting. And I think um, it's really important. It works for me, and obviously it worked for Deshaun, um, but goal setting every single month. And um, because I think sometimes if you set goals every single day, yeah, there's all, there's obviously stuff I want to get accomplished, like, oh, I, I need to figure out what Ohio State's doing on third down and what they're doing in the red zone on this day and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think to be able to set realistic goals every single month is something that um, really helped me out throughout the season. Um because we lose against Washington State um, in whatever month that was. And I look at what my goal was for that month, and it was still attainable. Um, Obviously, I wanted to be undefeated in the month, but my goal for that month was to get better in one area of my game and improve my leadership skills. And I think I was still on pace to do that even though we lost. And um, I think just things like that, just setting goals for myself, every single month really helped me out and that, that's something that Deshaun uh, I noticed it helped it worked for him you know winning a national championship so it was awesome to be able to take that little um, tidbit that he gave me um, and I was able to implement that into my life you know every great story as you <clears throat> referenced has an arc but to have an arc you have to have a bottom yep curious for you if you had a low point this year and, and how did you deal with that yeah I think it was for sure the the beginning of the season um and then you know losing to washington state was kind of the bottom of it but um it was all kind of leading up to that i think just um you know with the with the interceptions the fumbles all the all the turnovers that i had in the beginning of the season um it was it sucked um it wasn't easy especially when there are a bunch of expectations and yeah you know i say all the time i'm I'm canceling out the outside outside noise but it's it's so hard to do that, especially now with you know, phones blowing up and uh, social media and all that kind of stuff. It's hard, um, but at the same time, I was able to kind of you know collect myself and and talk to people who I needed to talk to and uh, stayed close, as I always say, with my family and my close friends. And fr- from there on out, I was able to kind of adjust myself, keep looking at film, and I think that that's really the important thing with what I did. I, I never changed. I didn't change anything. I didn't change the way I prepared for a game. I didn't. I didn't change my workout regimen. I didn't. I didn't change the way you know I stretch after every practice. Um, I just continued to to do you know work. I just continued to work 
on my game and the way I watch film and, you know, my flexibility, all that kind of stuff. And you know, I think towards the end of the season, the second half of the season, it paid off. And I knew it was going to, um, whether it's, you know, this season or next season, um, it was going to pay off. And I, I'm a firm believer that hard work really does pay off um, as long as you continue to stay with the grind. You can't, you can't, I mean, just because there might be a low point in the beginning of the season and we might find, you know, the bottom of the arc um, at one point, but, you know, you just got to continue to bounce back and uh, keep trying your hardest. And I think that's, um, like I said before, I, I mean, if you're doing anything in life, whether it's um, hanging out with your friends, you want to show the utmost respect for them and um, for your family members. But, you know, for me, I want to show the utmost respect for my teammates, my coaches, but most of all, I think, you know, the game of football. Um, and I think that's kind of my goal um, when I play this game. I don't know if you saw Kobe get his jerseys retired last night, but that was the biggest thing that stood out to me was his respect for the game. And um, I think that's kind of, um, you know, the common denominator with the guys who, you know, spend a lot of time playing their sport that they love, you know, like Tom Brady. Um, I think it's about respecting the game and respecting the people that you're around every single day. And if you can do that and continue to work hard, uh, <clears throat> I think I'm a firm believer in it that, you know, I can do whatever um, I set my mind to. I love that. <clears throat> I want to get to the, to the upcoming game here in yeah. a second. But before we do that, I think every listener, um, or a lot of listeners, they dream about playing quarterback. Right. And then, wow, can you imagine if they had a chance to run out the Coliseum and play? So to your point of trusting that your hard work, hard work would pay off. What's it feel like when it does? Um, it has it for you. Like in this season, I, I get you got crazy goals and I'm sure every month they will get larger and brighter, et cetera. But you guys won the Pac-12 title and you were written off. You were knocking on the door for the CFP. Did you take a minute, and if so, what's it feel like to accomplish, you know, a short, pseudo-ly long-term goal when you go back to last October, or I guess August? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> it's it's awesome to just be able to uh, put together a great season. In my opinion, I mean, we had the couple losses. Obviously, we want to go undefeated. That's that's our goal to start out. But um, you know, we were kind of knocking on the door of the college football playoff. Knew it was going to be a long shot. Um, but, you know, I think our goal was still attainable by the end of the year, and that's what we really wanted to set out to do. Um, but, yeah, I think just, you know, going back to, you know, the Kobe thing, he just he just s stuck with it, you know, throughout, throughout the, his whole process playing, playing the game. And um, I just want to, you know, try to leave my mark on someone uh, playing this sport. Um, if I can leave my mark, you know, on a certain receiver who might be a freshman right now who might be redshirting, um, how they might be able to help themselves with flexibility or work a little bit harder. It's, it's just those little things that I, I appreciate. Um, and I'm really just starting to notice now as I kind of mature and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I just think this, this season has been, it's been a great one. Obviously there's been some ups and downs, uh, but it's, it's everything I ever could have wanted, and um, I'm just really, like I said, proud of the seniors and you know our coaching staff for um, sticking with the process and continuing to put together great game plans for us because without them, none of our success would be possible. Last time you were in <coughs> Dallas wasn't the greatest of memories. It's also the first time that you played, though, 
in your collegiate career as a student athlete, as a retro freshman, you guys played Alabama. When you saw on the ticker, when you were watching ESPN and you saw the announcement, who you were playing and where you were playing and where you were playing, what were some of the initial thoughts that ran through your mind? Um, growing up, watching you know Tim Tebow, Percy Harvin, all of them going up against Urban Meyer, it's, it's going to be really fun. And uh, it's something that I've always wanted to do as I've been in college football and um, to play Ohio State and to have our tradition go up against their tradition and their fans against our fans. And there's all these great storylines. And um, I think it's going to be a great matchup. And <clears throat> we're preparing really hard for them. But, you know, it's it's just uh, going to try to embrace, you know, all of it because, like you said, we're going to be in the place where last time we lost by a good amount to Alabama, and that was really the first time I've played college football. Um, and, you know, in that stadium, I, I think um, we got a little bit of a wake-up call as a program um, of maybe where we needed to be and what we could strive for. And I think since that game, um, we've, we've really – um, made some good strides in, in terms of where we want to be. Um, so <clears throat> I think it's just going to be fun to go up against, you know, like I said, a great Ohio State team and uh, with a great coaching staff, great players um, like we do, like we have as well. So um, it's going to be really fun. It's always fun. I can remember uh, when I was coaching, we, we played Ohio State. I'll never forget this. I was in the locker room. And uh, all of like the people that weren't playing, or coaching, you know, you have like the support staff in there. Right. It was like the biggest day of their life. They were so intense, like they didn't <clears> want to <throat> talk. It was super stressful. And Pete was in there just laughing, you know, doing doing his thing. And yeah. we he, we talked about it in his book about like, I mean, you got to embrace those things because like, you can't <clears throat> be USC's tradition, and JT Barrett can't be Ohio State's tradition. You re, you re resemble that and you reflect that. Yeah. But I'm curious for you guys, how have you been able to, as you say, embrace the unique historic, majestic, the pageantry of these two programs. But then be like, hey, man, it's 11-11, yeah. and it's just playing football. <laughs> football. I don't care how many people or how big the screen is. Right. Um, yeah, it's hard sometimes <laughs> to, to be able to, you know, just lock in and really understand what the defense is trying to do to you. And then um, on the flip side, understand situational football. Um, what happens if they score here? Are we going to have to go for two? When really sometimes all you want to think about is, Dang, that's that's Ohio State. Look at this stadium; <laughs> it's so cool, and um, you know <laughs> all the fans are just <clears throat> going crazy. And it's the stadium's literally split 50-50 between Ohio State fans and USC fans. And um, oh my gosh! And then the ball snapped, and you don't know what to do. You know, so you need to. <clears throat> there's definitely a fine line between embracing the moment and also being locked into what we need to do. And I'm aware, and the whole team's aware that we have a job to do in in Dallas. And it's it's gonna be really fun, and coaches are getting our, getting us ready, and I think you know we talked as leaders a little bit. I think we're ready to go, and um, we're ready for for the challenge that um, is ahead. And you know it's it's gonna be sometimes during the bowl week and during preparation um, when you're doing all these bowl festivities, um, we can get lost in sometimes the festivities and we could get lost in what might be going on around us but um, at the same time we're, we're going to be really locked in um, but we're also going to embrace um, the Cotton Bowl and all that they bring um, to the table in terms of a great bowl experience um, but when the game's going on I'll, I'll promise you we're going to be locked in. 
It's interesting, you know, you reference <clears throat> Dr. Michael Gervais, he would always say that the skill is in focus, the skill is refocus, mm. right? So enjoy it, enjoy the stadium, enjoy the big screen and the fans, and then can you lock back into third and seven? And I'm curious for you, if you can take people inside what bowl prep is like, because it's different than obviously not having a bye week and going right. through a season, you had to get through finals, and now you guys are gonna finish here after another week of preparation and then take the show on the road down to Dallas. Yeah, so we have this thing in November where it's called No Pad November. We, we don't, we put on shoulder pads and helmets, but we don't wear leg pads at all because we're not taking anyone to the ground. But, you know, last week, last Tuesday, because we've had a little bit of time between playing Stanford and also playing Ohio State, um, we, we kind of had not a scrimmage, but it was more of a live um, type of mentality. So um, bull, bull practices are a little bit different in terms of, the few, the couple weeks before the bowl game, you want to be able to get some some hitting in, some thudding in, um, but also be able to keep each other up, keep each other healthy. Um, but you got to get the contact in, and then um, you want the receivers running full speed, um, not cutting the route shorts. You want to be really uh, detail oriented. Um, but then leading up to the game, and you know, as we're as we're there, um, a week before the game in Dallas, we're gonna have to get used to whatever practice facility that we use um, in Dallas. So um, it's going to be, you know, it's we, we're, we're used to it with the Rose Bowl. Um, but, you know, we're, we're going to have to get used to, used to a new facility. And obviously in Dallas it's a little bit cold right now. So I'm going to have to get used to that. Um, I'm not sure how much I'm going <laughs> to like that, but probably going to be inside most of the time. But uh no, it's, it's going to be an awesome experience and uh, something I'm, I'm sure I'll never forget. Bowl games are. <clears throat> I want to ask you, have you thought about, you know, Envision late in bed at night? You, you talked about your roommates and guys you hang out with, Tyler Petit, Cam Smith, uh, what it's going to be like to run out there. Because it will be, regardless of what you choose to do, the final time you run out there with this team. This team will be different. You <clears throat> talked about it on the very first episode of the podcast about the first meeting after the Rose Bowl. Clay Helton came in and said, this is a different team. we got to recapture our competitive edge. Right. This is the last time you're going to run out of the tunnel with that team. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's going to be uh, – it, it might – I'm, I'm personally probably not going to be that emotional um, mm-hmm. just because, um, first of all, I'm not really that type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for, for a lot of the guys, it, it might be emotional and – um, it is. It's true. It's a, it's going to be a completely different team next year. It's going to. It's a completely different team this year than it was last year. So, um, no. It's just. I think for me, I'm just going to try to embrace every single moment that I get to be with these guys because I'm not going to be with these group of guys ever again. So, um, this is the last time running out of the tunnel with these guys and just just going to embrace every single moment and practice today. It was our last practice. Um, you know as the seniors, it was their last practice, you know, at this practice field this day. You know, it's it, it can be pretty emotional when you stop and think about it. Um, so it's, again, just really proud of our team uh, for, for everything we've done this year. And we really deserve to play a great team like Ohio State and a great bowl of, in the Cotton Bowl. I think a lot of fans will wonder, he doesn't have his quarterback coach. And I think people put a lot of stock into game day, probably more so than is necessarily realistic in terms of all the prep where you and Tyson Helton really developed your relationship and, of course, your craft. What's that like to now not have him as he's become the OC at Tennessee? Yeah, it's um, 
it's been a little bit of an adjustment, obviously. Uh, you know, watching watching film on my own, and then um, Coach Ellis is doing a great job filling in for Coach Tyson. Um, so it's it's just um, it's been a little bit different, but honestly, I'm preparing the same way, um, watching the same same amount of film that I would usually watch, and Coach Ellis is doing a great job of um, reiterating some of the stuff that Coach Tyson ingrained in us and. Um, it's it's been a great process, you know. Just um, obviously, we'd like to have Coach Tyson in the room because I've 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 grown so close to him as as my quarterback coach and um, got so used to his style. Um, so yeah, it's it's a little bit of an adjustment period for sure, but um, nothing nothing that's really gonna change the way I play at all on uh, you know on the 29th. Process, you're a process guy. What's your process like in terms of how you're dealing with your future? You get asked it all the time. Yeah. Um, you had a little time to breathe. Is there a process in terms of how you're going to approach the opportunity that's in front of you with the NFL? Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the pros and cons of staying and then look at the pros and cons of leaving and then just kind of um, look at both of those options together and make a decision. But also I'm going to talk to – talk to a couple people that I need to talk to. Um, and then obviously I'm going to talk to my parents. Um, it's going to, it's a, obviously the, one of the biggest decisions I've, I've made in my life so far. Um, when it comes time to make that decision, it will be the biggest decision. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm definitely going to think about it a lot, but, um, not till after the bowl game. So, um, with that being said, um, still got a lot to talk about with my family and, um, some people, but, it's uh, it's definitely sitting back there in the back of my mind for sure. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you and say that I'm not thinking about it at all. So um, it's just it's something that you know I'm gonna deal with personally, and I'm not gonna let any outside influence um, any outsiders influence me at all. So it's my decision to make, and I think I'm gonna you know make the best decision for myself. No doubt. 100 percent and you got like 13 conversations you want to listen back for any advice you got great guests that have gone through a lot in your life uh sam this season has been a blast uh for me it's been fun to watch you grow it's been it's been a crazy journey uh it's it kind of it seems like it's kind of flown by a little bit um but at the same time looking back on when we talked to trent in the first podcast it seems like forever ago so uh it's been a it's been a crazy journey this year but wouldn't have wanted it to end any other way, honestly. I love it. Well, this has been a blast. It's Sam Darnold. I'm Yogi Roth. We would not do this podcast just if we didn't thank everybody involved. Executive producer Tim Tesalone, Paul Goldberg. Producer Katie Ryan. Rockstar, as you just referenced. The editor, Rich Rodriguez. Director of social media, Jordan Moore. And, of course, our co-host, <laughs> Sam Darnold. And all of you listening, appreciate you sharing, subscribing, rating, and reviewing this on Apple Podcasts. Like Sam said, it's been a journey. Go back in time. Listen, you got 14 episodes. You get a couple of unique insights or a variety of different rock stars we had on this guest. And, of course, to all those guests who shared their time with us, we appreciate it. I'm Yogi Roth. This is the Season of Sam podcast. Make sure you check out the Trojans in the Cotton Bowl against the Ohio State University. Thanks for listening. Fight on.